Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello there. Hello, everybody in uh, internet land. This is Butch and Julian Hartman. Welcome to Heartbeat. That's the title of our little program here. What we want to talk about today, the question in everybody's mind every day, if you're married, and it's the title of this video, is who spent all the money? Who's spending all the money? Who's spending all the money? Who's spending all the money? If you're a married person out there, a married couple, and you're having money issues or have had money issues, Please raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. You should be raising your hand. Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. We're raising our hands because every couple goes through the money issues uh, problem. But it's how you tackle that problem that is the um, that's well, that's the, that that shows your growth and shows your maturity level. You know, the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And so wives, I'm going to speak for the wives. We need to be that good thing. We don't need to be like, OK, come on. Oh, you're home. That's so great. Give me the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you've worked so hard this week. Okay, fine. Give me the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and that and I I I've never been that way because you know actually when we first when we first got together I had a great job at Jeopardy so I always made money so I wasn't I wasn't mm-hmm. ever counting on Butch's income but the other side of that is is that I was very independent and I didn't think I needed him at all mm-hmm. and so he didn't think he needed me so we had. We had two different uh, checking accounts. Yeah, if you guys have ever had uh, two different checking accounts, um, we understand. We got, but let me tell you one thing: we got married in 1992, and I don't think we even got our first joint checking account until like 1997. We probably yeah. had like five years. No, I think it before was way that. before Sophia. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe 95, around yeah. when Carly was born. Yeah. But we had um, we got our joint checking account way later in the marriage because we were afraid. This is where fear comes in. Always afraid, like, well, I can't, um, I, I, I can't, uh, you know, have her be my, uh, be on the same account as me. Because what if I want to take off and run someday? What if I, I need my own money? Let me ask you this: When you don't trust your wife to share a checking account with you, what else don't you trust her with? That's so true. Let me ask you this: Husbands, if you don't trust your wife with money, what else aren't you trusting her with? And wives. If you don't trust your husband with money, what else aren't you trusting him with? Because so, it starts there. Yeah. So there's a few things I kind of wanted to go over. And now this is not just, again, this is both sides of this. Hmm. There are men out there that like to buy a lot of toys. That's true. Okay. There's a lot of women out Look there. Look at like, this toy I have right here. Wow. Look at this fancy electronic wow, toy. Focus right. Yeah. Well, this actually enables wow. us to do a podcast. Yeah. It's a podcast broadcasting thing. But it's a toy. Right. Necessary though. Right. So I'm talking about boats and more cars and, you know. I I never bought a boat. No, I know. I'm not saying you. Yeah. I'm just saying other people that we know and are that we have counseled in the uh, past 10 years, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, and the wife or the husband, whichever way. And listen, the women spend money too. So I'm not just saying that, but I'm only basing it on this one couple right now. But this gentleman had like so many toys and loved to do so many things, which was amazing. But it also was draining the bank account. So all Mm. the extra money that they had was going into all these toys, jet skis, boats, um, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. more cars, um, you know, just anything, any kind of 
gadget that was on the market, you know, he would always buy. And so it wasn't, so the, what I, what the Lord actually instructed me to do at that time to try to help them was you guys need to take your income and you put it, you know, you got your accounts, whatever that is, your, you know, your, your joint checking account, but open up a fun account. So that fun account, you can tell your, your spouse, okay, so let, we're just going to hypothetical, you make a thousand dollars a week. Okay, great. So out of that thousand dollars, I'm going to give you 150 of it to put in your fun, your fun fund. And that's where you guys save it in your fund. This is one solution. By yeah. The way. So, and so solution. now, you know, that if your husband, let's say that gets up to $10,000, but if your husband wants to spend it on something, you've already given him the okay to do it. Mm -hmm. Once it goes into that fund, there's no more argument on your part. Of course, it was for something ridiculously horrible, but there's no more argument, man or woman on your part to say, well, you know, you, why didn't we spend it on this or that? No, it's already been agreed upon. So when you have that already set up, you're setting yourself up to succeed. You're not setting yourself up to fail. Now, we've never had that because Butch is not like a toy guy. Well, he likes toys, but they're like more like figurines. Action figures, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like buy, I, I really haven't bought an action figure in so long. I mean, like you've got your big Batman, but that was a gift. That was a gift uh, from a good, a good yeah. pal. But, um, you know, I, guys, listen, it, it comes down to this. You can't go spending money you don't have. I know a lot of us do. We live in a society that wants to get us into debt. And it's so easy to get into debt. College, I remember yes. when I was in college, I got all these offers for credit cards. Like, wow, yeah. they want to give me a credit card? And because I wanted to grow up so fast, it seemed like, wow, if I get a credit card, I'll be an adult real quick. And sure enough, I spent $1,500 on my first credit card, like within a week. Because it was just easy. You go into a place, you put, give it the credit card, but then here comes the bill. And then the bill comes and the bill is even more than you spent initially because of interest and things like that. So you've got to be really wise about credit because it takes you a long time to dig out of it. And that's where a lot of money issues start with couples. You guys get into debt, you can't get out. And then God forbid, one of you loses a job or the job, maybe you don't get fired, but the job dries up or something happens, you can't work. And if you have nothing saved, that's another danger zone too. What can you guys do as a couple to begin to save more money, where can you cut corners and where can you um, uh, do better? I'm just saying that because we had to go yeah, through no, this too. I am the queen of saving money. I will tell you. Butch, okay. What I love about this relationship is that we both, you know, the beginning, we both would have gone to the mall and just spent, we would have bought, you know. Well, we just didn't. We just like, love, you know, we, we love to bless each other, right? So we would go to the mall. I had no discipline. Yeah, none at all. So we would just buy whatever we wanted, you know? And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, probably shouldn't have done that because now it's a little, you know, count a little low. But that's where we kind of had to learn in the beginning was we can't just buy everything. Like we need to have a budget. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we started on the budget route. And I just wanted to introduce something like a mint.com. Mint.com. If you guys heard of mint, M-I-N-T, like, yeah. like peppermint, mint.com. Yeah. And so mint is something that will track all your expenses and it's, and it's, it's powered by Intuit, I-N-T-U-I-T. They're a very safe platform, very safe. So I will tell you that. Don't be afraid. Cause I was always like, I'm not putting all my banking and my credit card information in there, but they yeah. are very safe. We've used them for years. I don't need them anymore only because I learned how to train myself. I know what goes in and goes out every single day. I I'm on top of all of it. But we did it for about four years, like, like we were very disciplined. 
So that's how it took me, how, how, how it took us to another level financially. Mm -hmm. So, but you both have to agree upon, again, we'll use that thousand dollars. How much of that money do we need to put in a savings? And once you make that agreement, again, there's no going back. Once you've agreed upon something, it's an agreement. So you're not going to get like, well, why can't I have that money? No, 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 no. We've already agreed. This is going in a savings account. Someone asked if, if there's a fee for Mint.com. No, there's not. There's not. But let me say this. Even if there was a fee, look into it. It's worth spending money um, on, on something to get wisdom as far as your finances go. Now, also, I do have to But plug, there is no fee. No, I have to plug Dave Ramsey because our daughter works there. And he has, I think it's called Every Dollar or something like that. But you just go on his website and he's got all this free stuff there too. It's a little different than mint.com. And so anyway, that's, I preferred mint only because I was used to it. Like I said, I don't need it now, but decide you've got a thousand dollars that's coming in weekly. How much is going to savings? How much is going to pay off your credit cards? Bills. Bills. And then how much are you going to put in a fun account? Mm -hmm. Fun, mm -hmm. fun thing. Account. And if you're a Christian, you're going to tithe. Well, yeah, that that's good. Well, well, yeah, it does. But we haven't talked about that. Like if you're True. a Christian, the Bible says, you know, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So that there might be food in my house and see if I want to open for you the windows of heaven and I'll pour you out uh, such blessing. Won't have room enough to receive it. That's in Malachi 310. Listen, if we don't give our first fruits to the Lord, you're really not going to get um, as financially blessed as you possibly could. And look, people go, I don't want to give 10% of my money away. Don't. You don't have to give anything away. No one's forcing anyone to give anything away. What I love, though, is that what, what, I, what, what I love to do is ask the Lord, mm -hmm. how much do I give? Yeah. Each time. Yeah. Every time we're in a situation where there's a basket being or a bucket being passed, we say, Lord, what do you want us to give? Sometimes yep. it's been astronomical and you're Huge. like, wow, wow, okay. And sometimes it hasn't been, has just been like a normal thing where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, that's doable. But do whatever he tells you to do because he knows, he knows what you need. And the reason you give is to show uh, that money does not have you. You have the money. This is not about money being in control of you you know the bible says people say well money is the root of all evil no it's the love of money that's the root yes. of all evil it's loving the money when money takes precedent over everything when money becomes your god i don't worship money really are you thinking about it all the time are you worried about it all the time whatever you're thinking about all day long that is what your god is that's what you've started to worship and so if if all you're thinking about your you know, your bills and your finances and your expenses and things like that you probably haven't gotten to the point where you're in control of your finances, and that's where you need to get. Julianne and I, about 25 years ago, had a real problem. We were in really major bad uh, financial straits because we made a, a bunch of dumb financial decisions with real estate. We thought we could flip houses really easy. They did it on TV, right? We bought about six. How many houses did we buy? Seven. Seven houses. <laughs> And we did it without thinking, without any idea what we were doing. We bought them far away from where we live. We couldn't even get to them. We tried to rent them. We couldn't. We couldn't. It was very hard. Bottom line is this. We got into some really bad financial straits. We hired, finally, someone recommended uh, hiring a financial manager and, and uh, a, planner. a planner. And this guy looked at our stuff and he goes, I don't know how you guys are doing this. How are you surviving? Your, your, your intake is this and your outgo is this. Like We were making way less than we were putting out. But... 
through prayer, through discipline, through uh, discipline. counsel. It says in Proverbs, um, there's safety in a multitude of counselors, meaning when you have counselors around you, people that are wise, safety there. You can ask advice. That's why you think the president has all these advisors around him. All these leaders have advisors around them. But you've got to get wise people around you to help you with your finances. Even listening to this video, we're hoping that it's helping you. Yeah. You can start breaking down your debt one thing at a time or, or getting rid of it, but you have to do it together. If one of you is into it and one of you is resisting, one of you has to grow up. Yes. And when you make a budget, for example, a budget's a very grown-up thing to do. Like, I don't want to sit and look at numbers. I just want to play video games all day. And I want to go, you know, I want to go surfing or whatever it is. Fine, go do all that. But a smart person manages their finances before they do all that stuff. And a smart couple, if you're yeah. a couple, you guys both sit down and you go, look, this is coming in. Like in our relationship, for example, I do a lot of actual, um, and when I, I want to say actual work, she does a ton of work. I just do different work. Our stuff is all entertainment based. It's all based on this, on some of the animation that I do. So I do a lot of the actual animation. I make the product. She handles the finances that come in. So I'll do the product. She handles the finances. Right. And that's just the way that's the exchange that we have. If it came down to her doing the product, then I would handle the finances. Does that make any sense? Oh, that won't ever happen. That's not going to happen. No, I'm not going to do that. But when we first got married, I was doing all the finances. I would sit and pay all the bills and all that stuff. And and um and make the money. Well, and then as we started having kids, we're like, well, wait, I don't want you to come home and do all this. When I've been home, now you don't have the, you know, you're you're having limited time anyway with the girls because you're at work all day. So it was just a nice trade-off was to give me that the the financial stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, and I will tell you, I've learned a lot. Saving money was not part of my life whatsoever. We did not. We, we were neither one of us. Were, neither neither one of us. Were it was taught. if you've got it, make sure it doesn't burn a hole in your pocket. You got to spend it before it burns a hole in your pocket. Or, or save so. what you can, you know, or. Yeah. You know, so the main we're, just, thing, we're all just getting by and things like that. The main thing is, is that. Um, so what I what I would like to at least present to you is this, is you sit down with your spouse and say, OK, where do we want to be financially? in a year, mm -hmm. three years, five years. <clears throat> We've got to be very disciplined on what do we want. And this is the way to do it. You sit down, you get, my God, there's so many budgeting apps and all this stuff on your phone. Just get it, but actually stick with it and do it. And again, mint.com. I love it because it tracks everything. You can even set it up to where it'll text you or email you and tell you, like, let's say you allotted $100 a week for groceries. When you get to $80, you can set it. You get to $80, it will alert you and let you know you've got $20 left for the month. It basically is a uh, uh, almost like a guardian. It's yeah. like it's like someone who's going, uh-uh-uh. It, it keeps you on track. It keep, if you're someone who doesn't like keeping track of stuff, Mint.com is really nice. It's a very easy setup. You just kind of set up your basic spending habits, what you make a week, what you plan on making, all that. And that's a great way to start. And Julianne's been using it for many, many years. But what I really want to get into your heads today, at least what I want to get through to you, is as a couple, as a couple, you've got to get into this together. Don't yes. just let her do it. Don't just let him do it. When I said Julianne handles all the finances, even though she handles all the finances, she tells me about everything that we're doing. Yes. And she knows exactly what I make. She knows exactly what's coming in. And she knows exactly where it's all going. Like, you know, we do a lot of giving. 
I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying that this is what we well, do. We this just is, love to give. We love to give, and we and we love to bless people, and we love to bless ministries as well. We love to, uh, you know, partner and bless some of our favorite ministries because we really feel that's where a lot of our learning and our teaching comes from. Yeah. You know, that's where a lot of our growth comes from. With these amazing ministries we follow, and so why not financially bless them? Um, you know, and and uh, you know, I could be out spending money on cars or on clothes and things like that. We buy what we need, but I'm just not, I don't like that sort of thing. Let's say you do like that sort of thing. Let's say you like to go out yeah, and buy cars. Different. Everyone's different. Let's say you want to go and buy a bunch of cars. That's great. Find out why you're buying them and also how pay you cash. pay cash and how can you get a profit on buying them? Maybe buying an old car, fixing it up, selling it for more money, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, that's the, when you buy a car, you drive up the lot and if the depreciation comes like I've been right I've been leasing cars for many years. And just until recently, I decided I'm not going to lease cars anymore. I'm going to buy my own. Yeah, car. It's like you're renting a car for three years. Right. Because we had a financial guy tell us many, many years ago we were listening because we didn't really know what to do. Lease your car because it's a tax write off and it is a tax write off. However, um, when you lease a car, you've got to turn it back in at the end of the lease. You don't get to keep the car. So you spend all this money on this car. And the money's gone. You don't get yeah. to keep any of it. But at least when you buy a car, you can't really write it off. However, you can get the car at the end of the at, at the end of you have the car the whole time. It's your car. You pay it off. And by the way, do your best to pay things off. My daughter Carly has been very diligent lately. You know how long it take her to pay her car off? Uh, I think it was seven months. This girl buckled down and said, "I'm going to pay my car off," and she paid this car off. And yeah. she just she started cutting corners. She, um, I think she even may have uh, asked our other daughter for a small loan and she's paying the other daughter back no, or something like that. No. no, that was one of the plans, but that didn't happen. Yeah, but, anyway, no. but the point is she paid this car off and owes nothing on it. I and know. That, and that's I'm what's sure great. That people are going, well, how come you didn't help her do that? Well, if we pay off all of our daughter's bills, when do they learn how to do it themselves? Yeah. You know, I used to think that when I would see people like, you know, you hear people like on the news or whatever, and you'd be like, oh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, someone in that kind of a caliber, you know, their their child is homeless. And you're like, how could they let that, them do that? That is awful. Well, as a mother of adult children, you're like, you know, you raise them the way in the way they should go. You taught them everything. If they've made a choice to be homeless, mm -hmm. then that's the choice that they've made. I'm not saying that I would say just live in the dirt, you know, and kick them. I'm not. Saying we don't that know if Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter is homeless either. I'm just way. using someone as at a very high level, you know, right. example. Someone very notable. Somebody notable, right. right? And so, but I do understand. It's like when do they learn on their own mm -hmm. if you're not teaching them? Especially when our kids were growing up, we always taught them how to save. We always taught them yeah. how to tithe. They were tithing at our church when they were like seven years old, you know, with all their with their um, with their, their allowance money. And so we th so that that principle has never left them. I mean, that's what they do. Like they don't think of not doing it. It's always something that they do. Mm -hmm. And Proverbs, really uh, Proverbs twenty two six says, "Train up a child in the way that they should go, not the way they want to go." So when you begin teaching your kids now about money, it'll carry with them the whole rest of their life. If you're an older person right now and you're just getting into understanding money, please don't be afraid of it. Please don't run away and go, "Oh, I understand money. I'm just happy with my my life." You need money so you can bless people. Because people are going to come to you because there's a lot of needy people out there. Imagine the thrill if you could um, uh, pay somebody's rent 
or buy somebody a car yeah. or buy somebody some new clothes or buy somebody lunch. Have you ever bought, let me ask you this. When's the last time you bought somebody a lunch and, and you, yeah. they didn't ask you to, you know, think of things like that. Just enjoy giving because the Bible says we reap what we sow. When you start sowing gifts of finances into people's lives, when you start sowing uh, finances into um, lives of those people around you and they're not expecting it, you're going to reap a huge benefit so as a result. You really are. I mean, it, the principle cannot be beat. You reap what you sow. Give and it shall be given unto you, Luke 6, 38. Yeah. Don't forget about that. And then also, too, but you, there's another side to that. You don't just give because you know you're going to get back. No, no, no that's how you, you give. give out of the abundance of your heart is what you give. Right. You know, it's like you want to help people. You want to see ministries grow. You want to see the reach go out to, you know, millions of people that you could never get to. But by your donation, you know, whatever the organization is, you can do that. Like, you know, whether it's whether it's. Um, water you know wells in uh, africa or it's something right here in our own backyard whatever it might be it, it it's something that comes from your heart and that's where the lord prompts you to do it see there's no having the holy spirit speak to you about everything in your life but we're going to use this now for finances telling you what to invest in what not to invest in what to give to what not to give to what jobs to take what jobs not to take we've got to hear from the holy spirit and the only way we can do that is if we set aside all of our crazy day and take some time with the lord and say can we just talk what do you think about this what do you think about that you know i love being in that position it is in such a position of power going from one thing to the other and kind of having, you know, just, just your head spinning all the time. That's not power. That's weakness because you're going to get caught off guard I mean, and I, you're going to make mean, a decision. Yeah. You know, like when, let's say you haven't really prayed about something, an investment or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, we trust me, we've made some investments that are very, very expensive investments mm -hmm. that we did not speak to the Lord about. We did not get counseling from the Lord. We just went, oh, that sounds good. Let's do it. And those ones have not reap, reaped. Reaped. Okay. Yeah, that's I want to say repped. <laughs> no, it's not repped. It's reaped. <laughs> those have not reaped a good harvest yet. We are praying over those. But it was haste on our part. Mm -hmm. Haste is not always good. So if you, there's a proverb about that. If you have impatience, Impatience will always produce an Ishmael. Let me repeat that, those of you Christian people yeah. out there. Impatience will always produce an Ishmael. That's what Abraham did in Genesis. God promised them a child. They didn't believe God, so they rushed it, did it their own way, had the unpromised child, Ishmael. Yeah. Then a year later, Isaac came along just like God said. So if had they been patient... And not uh, rush things. Ishmael never would have shown up. So um, when you're impatient, it's going to always produce an Ishmael. But the thing is, too, you know, everything. There's an old expression: "Haste makes waste." That's not in the Bible. I was gonna say. But yeah, haste it's does. Not in the Bible. Someone made that up for a reason. I'm looking at this, trying to find this one scripture. But I'm going, going. But I'm going back to being a couple because this is a marriage, uh, a marriage ministry that we do here. As a couple, you've got to. Hold hands, pray together, think together, decide together on what investments you're going to make. Husbands, don't go running off and putting all your money in the stock market on some dumb stock you heard that your friend just put his money into. Oh, it's it's a two dollar stock, but it's going to go way up, you know. And you and you do something silly. Don't do that. 
And wives, don't do the same thing either. Neither one of you should do things on your own. When you're a couple, you're to make financial decisions together. But yes. what if well, what if we don't know what those decisions are? Then you start getting wisdom. You start researching. I started taking a stock investing class just a couple of years ago because it was something that she actually dragged me to. I didn't want to go to. But then once she dragged me to it, I really enjoyed it. I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. I've been learning slowly but surely. Um, made some mistakes. Had some wins here and there. But I'm learning. There's a whole language to it. Each financial situation has its own language. We've also gotten back into real estate in a much smarter way. We've gotten some great counseling. But I will tell you. We learned. We took some classes. We learned. We learned. We learned. But I will tell you. Um, and that comes from Billy Epperhart's real estate classes. So yep. check okay, that cares. out. Yep. But we got educated on it. We were afraid to go back into real estate because we I made the most stupid, ri ridiculous choices in real estate. And it wasn't when we were at a Billy Everhart real estate class. I think it was the time when I went with my friend Jennifer and you didn't go. Right. And I'm sitting in this class with one of his instructors, which is Bill Bronchick. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about real estate. And it was like the Holy Spirit just went whoosh. He said, it's time now to forgive yourself. And let's move on and start investing in real estate. Right. And because every other every other time I was in those classes, I'm like feeling like I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I know this is what I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't be doing this. Or I felt bad. It was like I would bring back those memories of all that horrible stuff that happened. But it was that day a couple of years back. And he just said, forgive yourself. Let's move on and let's do some, some investing. I want to read this really quick. It's Proverbs 21.5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. Mm -hmm. but, those, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Mm. Hasty. By the way, hasty means get rich quick. Yes, there are none. Well, there are some, but occasionally there's a price. Uh, there's a price and by the way, when I, you know, let's let's look at the lottery, for example. I'm going to get a billion dollars the lottery. Okay, you want a little bit of money with the lottery? That's fine. Some people do win, and I'm not saying people don't win. But do you want to get? I mean, listen, it'd be great to get five million dollars instantly. Yeah. What are the odds of you getting it? Or you can start building up your wealth in a smart way. The you know. You teach a man to fish, he, or you, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him to fish, he, fish, he eats for a lifetime. Learn how to invest your money. Learn how to, first of all, start managing your money. Start by managing it. Forget the investing part right now. Just start managing it. And by the way, if there's no money, let's ask ourselves, why is there no money? What's going on here? Uh, I, I, I have encountered some people lately who are, they've been inquiring, hey, my financial situation is a little weird. I wish it was better. And I would ask them. Well, what do you do for a living? Well, I don't have a job right now. I'd be like, well, that's that's number one. Uh, why don't you have a job? And these certain individuals I've been talking to, uh, they don't want to have a job. Well, they're working on they're they're working towards something else, like their dream job. Right. But but right. it doesn't mean that you starve and you starve your family. Right. You get a job doing something at night or during the day, and then you something. work your dream at night, like. We all have had to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like my husband would, even though when he was working on many things just to keep income coming in the house, he'd work all day, but he'd come after the, me and the girls would go to bed. He'd work until 2 a.m. And so that was, you know, working on other things so that he could keep bringing in income into the house. I'm actually working right now. You just don't know it. This is my, exactly. hold, my hologram. Is but that's what we were doing. And that's what it took. But he did it for like 15 years. It wasn't just a couple months. We're not we're not wanting things to take 15 years for you guys, but we are no. wanting, all all I want you to get out of this right now is this. 
do things as a couple, making decisions. Get some counseling as far as finances go. Who can you listen? Even if it's just Dave Ramsey on the radio. Yes. That counts as counseling. Oh my God, the podcast and is amazing. Podcast is amazing. The radio show is amazing. Go on it. And by the way, this isn't even an advertisement for Dave Ramsey, but I'm advertising him anyway because um, he's helped us recently. Um, get some friends. If, if you have any knowledge. Because I've been listening to him lately. That's oh, yeah, that's all. But no, he didn't give us anything. But I've been <laughs> no, listening I'm gonna to say, him. wait, what do we need? And my daughter works there, which is really cool. Yeah. But the other thing too is like get around people that are successful and learn why they're successful. You know, don't be jealous of people that are successful. Don't compare yourself to them. Don't you know get to the point where you're like, oh, you know, well, I don't have time to go. Why don't you have time? You don't have time to go over and find out where someone's successful. Do you really want to learn? The, the people I love hanging out with the most are the people that want to learn. When I see people that are teachable, yeah. you need to have a teachable spirit as well. Are you teachable or are you so hard-headed and so hard-hearted that nothing can get that in? That you know it all. And that yeah. that's a big problem. Dangerous. And, uh, dangerous. It's a really dangerous place to be. Just yes. like, you know, in, in anything in life. I mean, we are always learning. It's like God is always te teaching Yes, just because you read the Bible, I said this yesterday on my broadcast, just because you've read the Bible 25 times already this year does not mean that you have, that you can trust the Lord. You mm -hmm. have a lot of head knowledge, but when does it sink into the heart? And that's where we've been talking about the parable of the soil, not the soil or not the sower, the parable of the soil, which is really important because it, it all depends. The word is the word. It just depends on where your heart is on the word, whether it's going to work for you or not. That is the bottom line truth. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there are, there's just so much out there that you can do to learn about how to, you know, how to be an entrepreneur, how to, to start up a company, how to scale the company that you've already, that you already have. There's so many out there. We have, we have a whole platform called Vision Possible, where we help people. I'm helping, I'm helping right now this young girl out of Australia. We talk every two weeks. I'm coaching her. Now that's for money. We don't do this for free because you want to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we meet every two weeks. And um, so she, and she gives me her update every couple of days, just so I know what she's doing and um, keep her on track. But we're not the only ones. There's many other people out there that will, you know, that have coaching available. My God, there's so many coaches, but find one that works for you if that's what you want to do. And don't pay this astronomical amount of money because, well, you can if you want to, but I'm just saying that just make sure that, you know, you've checked references and that you've seen them actually change other people's lives financially. And even if a lot of this is pretty big for you, if we've said a lot of things right now that are, oh my gosh, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to start a company. I don't, maybe that's not you, but maybe all you want to do is get a job and put food on the table. That's completely fine too. But why are you afraid to go out and do that? Why are you afraid to go uh, uh, get out there in the world and start making a living? You know, why are you struggling every month when we serve the most high God we serve a God of the universe, a creative God who's giving us all this resources. You know, just because you give doesn't mean it's going to instantly come back as a billion dollars. The Lord is going to, it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, I give you the power to get wealth. The power to get wealth. I don't give you the wealth. I give you the power to get it. So God is going to give you the wisdom and the knowledge that you need, provided you show him where you want to go. If you're terrified to leave your house and you're sitting at home wondering why me, why me, and you're sad 
and you're, you know. Why me sounds like whining. Exactly. And we don't want you guys to be that way. You serve a God that wants the best for you. He wants, he loves you. He wants you to be super successful. He wants you to be fruitful and multiply. That's the first thing he multiply. says. Yeah. Yes. Adam and Eve, be fruitful in what? Multiply. Thank you. Not be fruitful and sit in your house and be afraid. Be yeah. fruitful and multiply, but multiplication takes work. Now, some of us uh, says the parable of the sower says, when you sow into good ground, you'll receive, some will receive 30, some 60, and some 100 yeah, that And I believe that every every different investment is different, meaning like that investment might only bring in 30. This one might only bring in 100. Well, only, that'd be great. And this one might just bring in 60. But it's bringing in a harvest to you. So don't worry about that. But all you really need to be concerned with is, Lord, what do you want me to do with this money? Yeah. What do you want us to do with the increase? That's what it is. It's whenever anything is increasing you, that's what you tithe and give offerings from. You know, um, I was just going to read. Lisa, Lisa had just said that she lost her credit card. You guys, I felt so bad when you started this stream because I lost our debit card today. First time this happened to me. And while listening to you, I just found it. Yes. Hey, listen, cool. we all, you know what? I always had such a bad habit for now. I don't because I keep my credit cards on my phone, mm. but I used to just like to put gas in the car, so I'd get my wallet out of my, out of my purse. And then I'd throw them back and I would take the card and stick it in a jacket. Right. And then I would put the money in for the, to, to get gas. I mean the credit card. Mm. And then I put the card back in my pocket. Totally forget that I did that. A day goes by. I'm going to go buy some groceries. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Where's my credit where's card? Where's my card? I've lost my card. And then I call the bank and I have the card completely um, uh, canceled. And then I find my card Yeah. because I put a jacket on it. So we all do those things, Lisa. <laughs> do not worry about that. Don't be condemning yourself. Yes, we all make those mistakes. But the bottom line is this. Oh, let me bring this back. Bottom line is what? Go ahead. No, no. The bottom line is this. Is that. You can be prosperous financially in your marriage, but you need to work together in your marriage for your finances. And ladies, I know we go shopping and sometimes we feel like we cannot live unless we have everything that we want to get out of that store. And I feel this way. There's nothing that I want that bad that will take away from what we're trying to build. Could anything be that, that big? Like I don't do name brand stuff. Like I don't care. That has never been something that I've ever been interested in. Like, oh, I've got to have. Well, maybe when I was in high school, it was Jordache and jeans. Um, you know, Jordache, the look that's right. Uh, and there, there was Jordache and there was uh, Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. Remember yes. the Gloria Vanderbilt jeans? Yes. And there was, um, <laughs> yeah, Gloria Vanderbilt. And then there was another shoes. Oh, I can't remember the name of the shoes. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But Back then, yes. But when we got married and we really started sitting down and, and creating a mission statement and a vision statement for our family, mm -hmm. it was like that doesn't line up with the, the with the statements. I want to build our life together in a financial way where we can be building the kingdom as well. That's right. So that's why all this other stuff, it means nothing to me. Do I like to look nice? Absolutely. But I don't go out on shopping sprees and just like, oh my God, I got to have all this and I've got to have a designer purse. I don't care about any of that stuff. I have Jesus. That's all that matters to me. I got Jesus and Butch. Okay. Real quick. We got to go. One last question. How do you decide on a business idea when you have many? 
That is too big to answer right now. We'll answer it next time. But that's a very good question. Next time on The Price is Right. On Heartbeat, no. guys. We're glad you joined us. Thank you. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Remember, who's spending all the money? Figure it out. Figure out how to get together and how to come together on your finances. Make decisions. Get counseling as far as wisdom about where to, how to spend your finances. And until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.